And welcome back to the Pat Metal Program. Very, very glad that you guys are with us. Well, kind of a different kind of an interview today. Uh, a local businessman who's trying to take whatever success he's seeing here, and he's trying to share it with some people halfway around the world. Uh, Tyler Hinkson's with us. Tyler, hi. Good afternoon. Hey, Pat. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, very much. Um, so just so people know, your main business that you have is you have a pest control business. Right. Okay. Yep. This is not an advertisement for your pest control business. No, not at all. Bamboo pest control. This is a non-paid <laughs> advertisement. No, but I wanted to talk about it because what you have done, uh, you have done some traveling and you have spent time in both Russia and Ukraine, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it took me forever. Somebody who's from Ukraine had to correct me because, and I guess I picked this up from national people, they always say, well, in the Ukraine, it's not the Ukraine, it's Ukraine, Ukraine right? Yep. It might be the Ukrainian people, but, you know, when we talk about the U.S., we don't say, well, in the America. So, <laughs> That's so, awesome. But, but you spent time in Russia and Ukraine. You're fairly fluent in Russian. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, and you say that you... you I love this. You understand a decent amount of Ukrainian. Yeah, I can't speak Ukrainian very well, but I can understand it. Yeah, see, decently I, well. See, yep. I took I took French all through middle school and high school. Understood it really well when I graduated from high school. And right now, I'll, all I know is "Setojuvi Lundi." Okay, today's Monday. That's all I know. And you can <laughs> so, order an omelet. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for Thank you very much. Told him a joke before the show, and he picked that up right away. So um, now you. You grew up in Utah, correct? Yep. Uh, and you've landed in Fort Wayne. I've got to ask you: How do you go from Utah to Russia and Ukraine? How do you land in Fort Wayne? Honestly, it was a dart throw for me. Yeah, I, I sold a business, a pest control business that I had in Utah. Okay, and we were looking to move, and we didn't really have a lot of means, so we wanted to go to a place that had decent housing, had. You know, I have three little kids, so okay. we wanted a place that was family friendly. Okay. And so good old internet said, hey, Fort Wayne, Indiana is yeah. one of the top five that kind of meets that criteria. Yeah. So we flew out and we met some really good people. We got really, really lucky building a small network of friends and decided we'd take the plunge and here move we are. out here. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and it's the been dart, great. The dart worked well. Yeah. Cost of living in Fort Wayne is extremely good when you check out some other places. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But, but it's been good for you. You've been here how long? Two years. Okay. Yep. And we've had, you know, we're really happy. You know, when we first came here, we didn't know how long we'd be here. And now we're looking at uh, really making it a permanent stay for us yeah. and, and really try to help community and people as much as we can. And it's yep. been good for my wife and my kids. And, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and you can't stay, stay here a very, very, very long time. I happen to know there are still burial plots open in Allen County. So you okay. can stay here till there we period. go. Great. So, there you go. <laughs> um, so now you, so you have the business, uh, Bamboo Pest Control. You've done okay. Yeah. It's done well. Yep. And you have decided, as you look at what's been going on halfway around the world, and I'm sure because you lived in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine has really piqued your attention What's the concern? Has Was the concern the? I mean, it's got to just be agonizing for you to see these people suffering, you know, on TV. Ukraine was not a poverty-stricken country, but now it's almost being turned into a dust bowl over there by the Russians. What does that do to you when you see this happening on TV, and what is it now that you're planning on trying to do? Yeah, that's, that's a, a tough question to answer in this type of interview, but I, I have— a deep heart for both Russians and Ukrainians. Okay. I lived in Russia for two years. I was a um, 
there as a, a service missionary for the church I grew up in, and some of my deepest connections are with the Russian people, okay. but they're they're very very hard. They don't okay. really have a lot of choice. Mm-hmm. When I was in, living in Ukraine, I was there helping families adopt kids from a couple orphanages. Two of my brothers are adopted from Ukraine, and so I got to see the different side of the Ukrainian people and really, especially with kids there, that's where a lot of our effort and work is going. Okay. Uh, But uh, when I was in Ukraine, we experienced a lot of corruption. So the typical donation pathway for me doesn't work of, you know, let's, let's give money through certain channels that goes through government agencies and then ultimately never reaches its final destination. For me, it was really important to join a cause where, any money that I contribute or any time that I contribute, I can see the fruits of that labor. And and this is a, a cause that allows me to do that, um, especially with kids. We're going to be doing a lot of orphanage stops, uh, doing monthly infusions where every month we'll continue to send supplies to orphanages and displacement camps, which are specifically designed for women and children who came from eastern Ukraine and don't really have a place to live. Right. And supplies are kind of rough in those areas. So we're taking this trip, we're taking a lot of winter supplies for them, helping them survive that winter. And uh, there's a group where there are a lot of premature babies that are born in Ukraine with all the trauma, and the hospitals don't really have the means to take care of them. So there's a lot of premature babies who are okay, dying. With the trauma that's gone on, like because of the war and the invasion and all that. Yeah. I, I yeah, never even lo- thought about that. But, but you know, yeah. sometimes with a lot of women, if they have extreme anxiety, right. they sometimes will go into premature labor. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I never even thought about that. So one of the things that we do is we, we're taking over a lot of ventilators and, and a lot of, well, not a lot of the money, but some of the money is, is dedicated toward these premature babies and critical condition adults to be extracted from from Ukraine to Poland to get the care that they need. Okay. So um, let me ask you a question. You said something that piqued my curiosity here, and this is more. This isn't fair to you. This is more along the political lines. You mentioned the fact that in your dealing with people, that the Russian people are harder than the Ukrainians. Is it because they've, you, you, by your assessment, is it because life is for them has been oppressive all their life, and whereas Ukraine has sensed a certain level of freedom here ever since they broke from the Soviet Union and all that. Uh, is is that the difference in your head between the two? I think so. And I, I also was in like the heart of Siberia. So I was in oh. probably the hardest, yeah. coldest, most oppressive part of Russia. So I got to see the hardest of the hard, in my opinion. So when the, when, when the missionary service that you were with said, okay, we're going to send you here, and you said, do what? Yeah, what did I do wrong in my life to <laughs> yeah. deserve that? I, I paid right? my taxes. <laughs> I just, what are you doing? Um, but but was it rewarding to be in Siberia? I mean, did, did you make some inroads with people? I did, yeah. It's uh, it probably most rewarding to myself. It gave me a heart of giving, um, and it it really took me out of the bubble that I grew up in, uh, which, you know, I, I grew up very fortunate, you know, very privileged, great parents, great family, always had anything that I ever needed. Mm-hmm. And so being removed from that and because right now, I mean, I would say the average person hears about Ukraine and Russia and it's just so foreign. It's so yeah. far away. Yeah. But I know these people. Right. Like I I know when I when I think of Ukrainians, I think of my brothers. Right. When I think of Russians, I think of the people that. I would sit down with that would cook for me, you know, and these are people that they're real people in real trauma and they need help. And 
have a way to go help them, which well, is kind of cool. And, and they're suffering in a way that it doesn't get resolved like we resolve things here. You don't like the way things are going in your city, you elect a new mayor. If you right. don't like the state, you elect a new governor. You elect a new president. They're, especially in Russia, they have no hope that 10 years from now things are going to be any different than it is now. Exactly. That, that's got to be just an endless tunnel that they're right. in. Yeah, well, imagine that we take the eastern part of Fort Wayne and we force everyone out of eastern Fort Wayne to go live in western Fort Wayne. One, there's not enough housing, right? right? So they're living out on the streets in displacement camps. There's not enough supplies. There's not a lot of support because Ukraine isn't a a part of uh, these other countries that will allow the support to really be infused, and they don't want to really make Russia mad at them. So it's just it's a really, really awkward position for the Ukrainians right now. Um, so when we're going, the first half of our mission will be humanitarian on the west side of Ukraine, really helping those dipla- okay. displacement camp okay. people. The second half So that, is, that's west of Kiev? Yeah, that's okay. Kiev and west. Okay. Uh, now, on on enemy lines and on the eastern side of Ukraine, they're, they Russians are allowing people to leave. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of people can't leave. They're, they're too old. They're too sick. They don't have money. They don't have places to go. Yeah. Um, they're too scared. And so there's about 60,000 people that are just stuck, right? They'd like to leave, but they don't have the ability to. Well, so we're and, gonna... and they've got to worry about their future because, you know, mm-hmm. Russia, if they, if the whole premise of why they're coming in is because, well, Russia's coming in because they love us, you know, and they want us back as part of the motherland. And so to prove to you we love you, we're going to take some of your cities and just absolutely obliterate yeah. them. I mean, that's just yep. a tough. Can I ask you a question? Do you mind hanging around for a little bit? Yeah. I need to go to a break, and when we come back, I want to start talking about specifically what it is and how it is you want to take things over to Ukraine. And, folks, this is not government to government. This is a Fort Wayne business saying, I know people in Ukraine. I know the need. I don't want to deal with the government there either. Here's what we're going to do, and and let's talk to people about how they can be part of it. Tyler, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we'll talk again here in just a minute. This is Pat Miller on WoWo 1190 AM, 107.5 FM. And welcome back. And welcome back to our guest. We've been talking to Tyler Hinkson. And first of all, Tyler, again, thanks for coming in today. And thanks for being willing to hang around for a, another segment here. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate you. Well, and and I have a terrible, funny feeling that this isn't the end of our relationship together. So I just, hope not. Just so yeah. you know. Yeah, my uh, network is small in Fort Wayne, and I'm always wanting to build it with great people. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you have a pest control business. There's some guys in the newsroom I might want you to spray on your way out. <laughs> okay. so just, yeah. <laughs> Kids and kids and uh, dads are yeah. kind of the most common request. Yeah, yeah. No, these aren't those kinds of pests, folks. Okay, you got to handle that on your own. Uh, Tyler, you've got this business. You've been here two, two and a half years. You've spent time in Russia. You've spent time in Ukraine, and you know of the great need in Ukraine. Um, you have brothers that were adopted out of Ukraine, uh, so you you have an incredible heart connection. Uh, but the war in Ukraine has presented this huge issue that now all of us see. I mean, I can watch the news and say, man, this is horrible. We should be doing something to help them. But in my brain, when I say that, I'm like, okay, what can the U.S. government be doing for that? But sometimes that's not always the best avenue, is it? Not in my opinion, no. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've got two elements of problems. You've got corruption on this end. Yeah. And then sometimes you have corruption on that end. So you're basically going to do an end around. You're, you're raising money, and you're going to buy some of this stuff. And I see, uh, you know, and you referred to some of this a little bit. Let's get into the weeds here. Medical supplies, food, and other personal items, including toys. A lot of your heartbeat is 
the kids over there, okay, some of them we do need to get them out of there. Uh, and until we do, a few things to play with, a few things to take their minds off the fact that they can hear bombs out there in the distance, you know. Um, what is it you're taking, and specifically medical supplies? Now, you talked about some because of so many premature births now in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're we're really doing a three-part uh, humanitarian giving. So the first is uh, like winter supplies. So we're taking over, uh, we're, we're, we're taking over a private plane that we're funding ourselves okay. um, so that we can take more supplies than a commercial plane. So uh, we're taking over six generators. Uh, we're taking over about 2,500 pounds of winter supplies. Yeah. Um, and then we're, once we get to country, we will visit uh, orphanages and displacement camps and disperse those. And then we'll also set up monthly infusions where every month we will continue to provide them supplies as needed. And a lot of it is needed stuff, right? Ventilators, um, tourniquets, uh, toilet paper, food, water. Some of it's just fun stuff like toys. Coca-Cola is one of the things that's requested the most. Really? <laughs> yeah, which is kind of funny. But uh, Well, I can't drink it anymore because of my diabetes, so they can have mine. Yeah, there so, you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, now, when you say a private plane, are you going to be going from here? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So I take it with the stuff you're taking, we're not talking about a Cessna 172. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, okay. we're, we're going to be flying out of New Jersey. I think it's a 15-passenger plane Okay. we'll be taking out Okay, and, and you're going to fly directly to Ukraine? Uh, we're going to fly into Poland. And then from Poland, we're going to in. drive into okay. Lviv, okay. Uh, truck our way up to Kiev, and stop on a lot of places throughout in, in, there. Any fear that the government of Ukraine will step in and try to stop you? Or do you think that their attitude is basically going to be, hey, any way we can get help here now, and it doesn't cost us anything, come on ahead? Is that what's going to happen? We're not so much worried about Ukraine as Russia yeah. right now. Yeah, Ukraine, this is something that's been in the works for a long time. We've already done one trip in the past, okay. taken a lot. Um, we have a lot of video um, supporting that. And that's pretty cool about this, too, is not only like you literally get to see where donations go because we're going to record the whole thing and share it with all of our donors. So it's almost like you're there. It'll be pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So now you're working together with a network of entrepreneurs of people you know. Yep. You're taking about a million dollars worth of supplies over this three-part segment that you're doing. Yep. Um, But we still need to raise some money. Um, Mm -hmm. You've committed to raising from this area a hundred grand. Yep. Um, half of that, you've already given out of your own money. Right. Okay. Is your wife aware you've done this, or? Is she... <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. Okay. She's very supportive. Yeah. I'm just. I'm thinking of the lovely Mrs. Miller. And I'm just saying. <laughs> um, okay. So you're doing that. You're raising the money to do this, and you're raising the money how? People that are listening to us right now, if they understand. Not just what you're doing it, but why you're doing it, the way you're doing it. Yeah. And they want to get involved with that. How do they do that? Uh, do you mind if I touch on the other two parts real Please quick? Please go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just real quickly, the, the second part is really the kind of the dangerous but needed part is okay. the extraction. So we're going to the east side of Ukraine. We're part of the money that we're raising. We're going to buy three nine-passenger sprinter vans, and we're going to basically extract people who are behind Russian lines back to Western Ukraine or to Poland um, to these displacement camps that we're injecting with monthly supplies. Wow. And that that's a part that I'm personally going to be going on and we will be filming. And 
Um, so any prayers or thoughts about that one would be appreciated. Well, I, I know one couple that you'll be on their prayer list starting tonight. Thank you. Um, yeah, because we'll, we'll we'll definitely pray with you about that. Um, so now this first part where you're mm-hmm. taking supplies in and you're going to like from the time you hit the border until you get to Kiev and you're dropping supplies off. The second part, the extraction part, you're hoping for that to start roughly when? Uh, on the 8th of October. Yeah, we will do permanent extractions from there on out. So these three vehicles we're buying, we're going to be using personally. But after we leave, we're going to set up an organization that will continue to do extractions daily. Wow. Um, any any thought, and, and I know you, you, you have more fear of Russia than you do Ukraine, but is there any thought? Are, are you talking about... I, I know I sound stupid here, but I really don't know. Are you talking about extracting them from eastern Ukraine into western Ukraine, or are you talking about extracting them all the way back to the United States? Uh, to western Ukraine and potentially Poland. Okay. So so not necessarily to get them back here, but to get them to where they're safe from whatever it is that Russia is trying to do. Yeah, so extractions aren't necessarily for American troops or people. The, okay. They, they've basically all been extracted, but there's Ukrainian people who live in Ukraine that are basically being killed daily because they either can't leave because they don't have money, they're too old, they can't move, Yeah. Um, they're too scared, or they just have a lot of Ukrainian pride and they want to be there to the very end. Yeah. I mean, if, if, the, if the United States got attacked, I'm not, I don't want to up and pull away from Indiana either. Right. I mean, this is, this is home for me. Yeah. You know, but but at some point you hit a level to where there's only so much danger you can survive. Exactly. You know? So we want to give that piece of like, hey, we will take you somewhere where we are providing food and supplies monthly. And that that's our money that's providing that for you. And uh, we've been successful with these extractions so far. OK. Uh, but they've been really slow because we haven't had the vehicles and the organization to continue to do it and that's what we're setting up this time okay so you're you're paying to lease the plane that takes medical supplies in you're buying vans mm-hmm. where you can start extracting people out so that can be a, a permanent ongoing kind a- of a thing anything we do we want to be ongoing okay absolutely and, and and after people see that i mean after people you know and and, and my brain is i'm, I'm spasming out. is it mariopol or whatever the city is in the southeast part where they they kept hitting the factories and all that. Oh yeah, I don't know what the name of that city. I know yeah. what city you're talking yeah. about though. But it's pretty devastating. Yeah. The the people there might have trouble saying, "Okay, yeah, we'll go with you." But after they see two or three rounds of people leaving and you're the guys getting them out, that's going to start meaning a lot to them. Yeah, we already have a long list of people who want to get out. Okay. Medical supplies, mm-hmm. extractions, mm-hmm. what's part 3? Ongoing support. Okay. Of monthly injections. So uh, part of the ongoing support, I mentioned briefly, there's a, a lot of premature babies and critical condition adults that uh, they can't get the support they need. And so we are going to continue to provide support for those premature babies to be extracted to Poland okay. uh, and get the support that they need. And that it can be a pretty expensive process, but we want to continue to fund that as long as we possibly can. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I'm sitting here in Fort Wayne. I'm hearing you. I, I hope you can tell I'm buying in. Okay? Yeah, thank you. So what do we do uh, if I've got $100 or $1,000 or whatever it is, and I say, I want to be part of what it is you're doing in Ukraine, how do I jump in? Yeah, so I have a, a GoFundMe account. Um, I'm trying to think the best way to 
get it out there. I, I really think maybe the best way is, is email me, uh, my company at support at bamboo-servicing.com. Okay. Or call our office at uh, 260-222-5050 and uh, mention that you heard this and you'd like to donate and we'll just send you an email okay. with that link. I'm, okay. I'm thinking maybe that's the best way to do it unless you have another well, And I'll tell you what, something else that we'll do okay. before you get out of here. Uh, give me the number again. Give me the email address. John's going to put it up. We'll, we'll take this interview today okay. and put it on my website at wowa.com. And then we'll also link where people can get to you. Now, now you said that that was support at Bamboo? At bamboo com. yeah. And I do want to mention we've had um, really good support from a lot of our customers already uh, and my employees, my wife, my kids, and some other business owners in Fort Wayne. So I do want to just give that shout out. If you've donated already, even with a very limited amount of information, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so uh, if you want to help with medical supplies, with the extractions, with the monthly ongoing needs, you can do that. Go to support at bamboo-servicing.com. Call 260-222-5050. Cool number, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, or uh, in just a few minutes, this interview will be up on our website. It will also be on my Facebook page. Okay, that's Wowo's Pat Miller. And we will do all the links for all that stuff. Um, and I'm going to have you back again because I expect a report. When do you leave for Ukraine? I leave October 2nd. Okay. Um, we'll we'll work with you. And if you don't hear from me by mid-September, well, we're in mid-September, uh, <laughs> my brain. Uh, if you don't hear from me within a week, email me back. Okay. okay? I want to be able to talk to you while you're there. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to get an on-the-ground report while you're there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I... We just met for the first time. I'm just going to tell you straight out, I hate phonies. I view you as a terrific young man. Um, I love the fact that you're saying, hey, God has blessed my business. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, that means a great deal to me. Um, and and uh, I'm hoping that people listening to this interview want to ju- jump in as well. Again, his name is Tyler Hinkson, H-I-N-K-S-O-N. Uh, it's Bamboo Pest Control. I'm not telling you to... Go to their business, but if you do, this is where part of the money's going. Um, but if you want to help them get help into Ukraine, where we're bypassing a fairly corrupt government on that end, um, you know, we, we can do that. Support at bamboo-servicing.com. That's support at bamboo-servicing.com. 260-222-5050. Get your friends together. When everybody gets together on Friday for your weekly bridge club or something, go online and replay this interview and let them hear this, and maybe you can start something. Tyler, for everything you're doing, listen, thanks a ton. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate, appreciate this it. very, very much. And we're going to do everything that we can to help you, okay? Yeah, you're awesome. Yeah, I really we're going to be back it. with, well, the more you know me, the more you realize I'm not awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> I always say the people that know me the best are the ones that admire me the least. So, but, but uh, no, I, th- this is an awesome thing and we need to help. Uh, so we'll do all this straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on Wobo 1190 AM, 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.